The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like reconnecting with exes, fuck buddy drama, and the <laughs> lies that we tell ourselves. But first, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We're not professionals. We're mm -hmm. not trained in this. No. We are giving totally unqualified Professional mental health advice. <laughs> Unqualified, unprofessional mental wellness. We should really just like start at the beginning and be like, everyone who writes us should be in therapy. <laughs> yeah. The host included. Yes. No, for sure. And I am. So it's yeah. good. Yeah. Maybe this, sh this should be considered supplemental. Yes. Right. But yeah. also things can be expensive. So we're really grateful you're here. This is all to say, <laughs> please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing thing that is love. Welcome to episode 52, Sam. 52. 52. 
the B-52s, Rock Lobster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Getting into it. Okay, so our check-in topic today yes. is, I'm going to just throw it on you. Sam doesn't know what I'm going to ask him. I love it when you do this to me. Yes, you do. Uh, you never do it to me, though. <laughs> That's true. I should do it to you. Right. Do you have a topic do you want to throw no. on me? <laughs> okay, so the topic I want to throw on you is infuriating crushes. Yeah, okay. And... Like the frustration of having a crush on someone that you don't want to have a crush on, even if you're not interested in dating them. And it's the type of infuriating crush. And let me know if this is like a universal thing Mm -hmm. that you can't always you don't feel like yourself around them Mm -hmm. because you think they're so cool and so cute. Oh, do you feel that way? Is this not universal? Did I just do a check-in topic? Okay, that... but like if I don't feel it doesn't mean that it's not universal. I'm just like a weirdo. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just mean like, do you ever, well, one, do you relate to an infuriating crush? Yes, for sure. Define that to to me or your experience of that. My experience with it is that it's like someone that I have a crush on and I don't understand why. And like I Adam don't, Levine. And I don't actually want to like be with them in any sort of way. But you love Adam Levine. Yeah, right? I do. Yes. I'm very attracted to Adam Levine. And I hate it about myself. But what can I do? Uh, If you were single, that would be in your dating profile. (laughs) It would, yes. Very attractive to Adam Levine, but I hate myself for it. Yes, absolutely. Um, But no, there are people that I like. I like I meet and I'm like, if I were younger and not in a married relationship, I hate you, but I would want to sleep with you. Right, 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 right. I think I feel the same way. And I think for me, like the people pleaser, social butterfly, like swoony <clears throat> person I am, yep. where the I don't feel like myself comes in is that I'll just be like, oh, my God, here's that person that I have this like frustrating crush on yep. that like I don't actually like because I don't like the way I feel about myself when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm talking about, too, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, So then it's like you hang around them and you're like, why are you making me feel like this? (laughs) Like I am a 33-year-old woman in a happy relationship. Like I don't want to be second guessing who I am and all the decisions I made and the clothing that I put on today. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm just like a crippling, insecure person. Uh, No, I mean, I think it's just like it's different anxieties or like different insecurities that are playing out for for both of us <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> but let's just talk about crushes that we don't like in general like mm-hmm. what is with that why do we like people that we don't actually like i don't know but it's so weird and i hate it Ugh. it's like i don't like this person like i will give you an example that we can talk about <laughs> i'm ready what is this i was like so that guy that hung out with us on pride who wore no shoes to our birthday party. Oh my God. All of our friends are going to hear this. Are you okay with this? You can yeah, no, this? and it's totally fine because it's like, whatever. And you told Peter. Yeah, but it's like, I, I this was not. This the guy who hung out with us on Pride with no shoes. <laughs> People are going to be like, uh. <laughs> Listen, our lives are weird sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, why do I find myself drawn to this person? He's a train wreck. Yeah. (laughs) Like he was so drunk and was so mean to people. And yet I was like, God, if I were 25 and not dating Peter, I would have like for sure tried to sleep with him. Yeah, totally. And I was like, what is this about me that is like drawn? And he's not the first, like he's, I just gave that example because like we both know him and it was very recent. And it's hysterical. It's not, 
it's not the only time that that happens. Like for me, it's like I get attracted to people who have like domineering personalities that yes. I know yep. would talk down to me and push yep. me around and tell me what to do, but be great in bed. And then so I'm just like, please make me submit to you and make me question my sense of self for the next four years after sure. we fuck once. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> um, that also, like, yeah. I don't know what it is about like mean people, like train wrecks, like people who are dominant that I'm immediately drawn to. And I'm like, I would have just like erased my entire self in right. a second That's if I what was it is. not. It's the self erasure too. It's yeah. like, and, and why I want to talk about it particularly is because like crushes are so funny, especially when you are happy and not looking, not even if it's like, you're, it's like we're both in relationships. So it's not like we're looking to do anything with those crushes, yep. but that crushes are don't inherently equate relationships, you know, like even if we're not looking for something, we can't always control the people we have crushes on, right? Or who yep. we're attracted to. Yep. And I've just been thinking about how like there are still, even though I feel so strong in my sense of self after these past 15 years of self-discovery, yep. right? And relationships and and gaining all of the whatever pseudo unprofessional knowledge we have to give this podcast, yet still... <laughs> Yet still, I see those fine ass mouth, <laughs> that fine ass mouth that I'm like, dang, just please insult me into taking my clothes off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's weird. I... This is transparency, y'all. We're just like being <laughs> right. hashtag real and and actually legit dishing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I think why I'm very attracted to this uh topic is i do think it's fascinating that no matter how much head and heart work comes up there's always still there's always still the shiny thing in the corner of your eye for sure or like the the sweet um the cupcake when you shouldn't be eating sugar uh -huh. you know yeah and but, yeah. head and heart work it's the same thing of like i'm going to continually be triggered by the things that i know i had needed to learn from for the past 10 years yeah it's like those triggers don't go away you get stronger, right? Yeah. It doesn't get better. You get better. Right. And what I think you and I are dancing around in a very funny, self-effacing way is that we have historically given our power away to people who are um, can't be trusted with ourselves, right? Yep. With our kindness and our yep. love and our generosity and people who are domineering so that we don't have to make the decisions, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hashtag control freaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... That those types of people are never going to go away, but the 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 codependent, submissive, or whatever wounded child in us is always going to be drawn to that train wreck of a personality mm -hmm. because of hashtag self sabotage. Yep. That's like the fourth hash, hashtag I've used so far. <laughs> <laughs> but that we have to be like, no, obviously you are in a happy relationship and don't want to go home with the pride guy with no shoes. Right. Yep. And I am too. I'm in a happy relationship and. Um, don't want to burn my life to the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's to uncomfortable growth <laughs> right. and uncomfortable crushes. Uh, yeah. And here's to the head and heart work that keeps you from acting on those uncomfortable crushes in a way that would be harmful to yourself. Yeah. And here's to our fucking podcast for admitting that all of those things still exist, regardless <laughs> yeah, of the amount of head and heart work you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, we love you all very much. That's right. <laughs> Let's get into our letters. <laughs> All right, our first letter comes from Gabby, who is writing from Florida. Dear Sam and Sierra, first of all, I wanted to say that you guys are amazing. You make me laugh and self-reflect so much. 
You have truly helped me understand many things about my own value and allowed me to control my anxiety and depression. I'm so grateful that I found your cast or your podcast. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Gabby. My situation is the following. I moved to the States four years ago. Before that, I was in high school in my home country and was dating this wonderful guy. Let's call him Andrew. We were both in the same school and dated for three and a half years. Even though we were just kids, we loved each other deeply. He was my first everything and I was his. I had to break up with him because I was going to move here and we tried long distance for a year, but it didn't work out. International traveling was just too complicated and expensive for both of us. I've never loved anyone like I love him. I know this whole story sounds like uh, I'm a little cheesy or I'm a cheesy little princess bitch, but I'm actually very practical and rational. I've had flings here and there with great people, but nothing that compares. This past year has been very lonely for me. All my friends are in great relationships, even though I'm the last person to say I want a boyfriend or girlfriend. I definitely like to feel loved again. I truly enjoy my alone time, but sometimes it gets too lonely. Andrew has been in relationships too, but they end quickly and he always comes back to me too. We've been continuously talking lately, but in January, I decided to stop all contact because it was confusing to talk to him knowing that we still had feelings for each other. I always wanted to live in the present and hopefully find someone that can be here with me. He respected my decision and we stopped contacting each other, but recently his father passed away and we started talking again. After that, he told me that he knows that this is probably toxic, but he can't help himself and that he's going to come to the U.S. in three months. What do I do now? I live in Florida and he'll go to New York, but I would be able to see him for the first time in five years. The problem is that this won't be an X to X nice life update encounter. We still have deep feelings for each other, and that's what makes it dangerous, but also beautiful and exciting. None of my friends or family members know, and I know it sounds like a crazy idea, but I just miss him so much. My question is, should I not go see him since he's coming for a short period of time and the emotional impact that this encounter could have on both of us will probably be unnecessarily painful? Or should I just say, fuck it, YOLO, and go see him (laughs) since I don't know if I'll ever or when be able to see him again? I also haven't had sex in a long time because I haven't felt enough of a connection with anyone here. So perhaps this is my crazy sex drive clouding my judgment. Not really. But I feel like I wouldn't be able to contain myself if I know we have the chance of seeing each other again. He said he wanted to see me so badly. Actually, he applied to this project specifically because he would knew it would get him closer to me. But that he understands if I don't want to due to the emotional drain we carry on each other. What should I do? Thanks for taking the time to read this. I never talk about my stuff. You guys are the best. Sincerely, Aww. Gabby. Gabby, thank you so much for writing and for your sweet message at the top of this letter. So, should she see her ex from oh, five years ago? I'm so torn. <laughs> I know. I'm torn too. Gabby, my first instinct is like, fuck it. Life's too short. Get on that fucking plane. Get that D. Like, <laughs> Oh, my instinct was the exact opposite. <laughs> risk everything for love that was my instinct Mm -hmm. because well i think i think my bigger instinct gabby real talk was if you guys are so in love like why aren't you together yeah long distance is a thing facetime is a thing facetime sucks is a thing i don't know i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but um maybe i misheard or like misinterpreted some toxicity from when you were younger or like why you broke up or the reason why it is such a a passionate love story whether Mm -hmm. you are together or not like maybe there are other things that i don't know that's preventing you from being together together yeah but uh if this person is like 
really haunting you like this and they're and you're haunting them, like why not give it a shot? Sure. Like a real shot too. But I would say that the YOLO thing to do is actually to live in the present and not in the past. Damn it, you're so right. (laughs) And that's putting yourself in a situation that's going to be so emotionally charged, but that you know is completely temporary is fine if you know that going in. But also like the fact that you cannot get over this person means that I don't think that that emotionally charged moment is going to be super helpful in your process of moving forward and living in the present. Okay, Gabby, my best friend is very intelligent. (laughs) He's never seen a single romantic movie ever. Never, not once. (laughs) I hate them all. (laughs) Um, But he is right uh, that... Maybe if it if it's not working, it's not meant to work mm-hmm. and you're not meant to look back because it, it that's the one thing I will say. The reason why my initial instinct and argument was like, go big or go home, girl, mm-hmm. was I don't think you can do this half ass. You can't half ass go to New York True. to see your ex that you know it's going to be stimulating emotionally yep. um, to bring up all of this shit. Like you're not going to go there, have a magical weekend with him and then get closure. <laughs> like if anything, that shit is going to get ripped open more. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's the issue right now is that you are doing this breakup half-assed. Like you, you broke up and yet you are continuing to return. Yeah. Put yourself out there emotionally with this person who, for whatever reason, not trying to blame him or blame you, but, but for whatever reason, can't show up in the way that you need him to show up because of distance or whatever it is. And so like, I'm saying that this going to New York is not going to be the thing that causes that breakup to become full. Mm. It's going to exacerbate this half-assed breakup that you are currently going through. Oh, God, you're so right. I hate it. And so, like, my advice to you, Gabby, in a loving, loving way is, like, break up with this dude, like, fully. Because you can't find, like, you can't find a way to to grow in yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't find other people that you want to to start being with. You can't focus on spending time with your friends because right now all you're thinking about is this dude who you can't have and that you are broken up with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like, cut it off. Like, I'm glad he's going to New York, but, like, and that he's doing it to be near you, but he's not actually coming to you. He hasn't been there for you. He's just, like, this... The shadow of a relationship that you once had that now follows you around everywhere. You sound and you're like, like an Adele song. <laughs> you're like, this shadow seems pretty good. I'm going to hang out with the shadow instead of looking at all of the multitude of real people who could like actually hold me in their arms. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but have you ever seen Peter Pan? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is be like Peter Pan. And so that. Sh- oh, okay. No, like cut it out. Let oh, the shadow it, fly it, away. It, you it. don't need that shadow. <laughs> Um, Sometimes our metaphors get real wild. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's where half of our great titles come from. True. Uh, Gabby, Sam's right, unfortunately. I want want it to be the, like, go to New York and, like, meet on the top of the Empire State Building and, like, kiss and... Have lots of sex and it's going to be great. But like, no, no, but, but it is going to be that. That's the thing. That's what it's going to be a fun trip, but it is going to extend the healing process, the hurting process, yes. the confusion process. Yep. It's going to keep your heart parked in his heart parking garage <laughs> <laughs> and unable to park in other people's garages. Yes, that's right. Uh huh. Yep. 
Um, yeah. And, and here's the thing about romantic comedies, right? They never show you what happens afterwards, right? Like, so like they meet at the top of the Empire State Building and it's so wonderful and great and they're finally together. But then like, what does it look like when he has to move back to Seattle and she has to move back to Baltimore? Like, so I think, there, I think that there are three viable <laughs> options and I'll, I'll read them in the order that I would be voting for them, I think. Okay, ranked choice. Yeah. Number one, Sam's heartless, <laughs> sexless, <laughs> lonely choice, which is also the most realistic and mentally sound. Mm-hmm. Number one. No, I, I'm not judging any of these either. I'm just saying, I'm putting them in an order that like I think I would do that. Well, no, I would go. Yeah, no, I was like, Sierra, you would go. My entire life has been like <laughs> fucking passionate plane tickets. <laughs> So, Gabby, I feel you. Okay, so Sam's choice. Uh, The second choice would be to go, but caveat, you go and you say, I want this to be our first date. I'm interested in, I'm not interested in doing anything half-assed with you anymore. I'm not interested in being half-assed in love with you, half-assed broken up with you, half-assed missing you, half-assed having you in my life. I want to do this fucking thing. So if you want to do this fucking thing, and, and and I mean, for real, like we are dating now, we can go and have our first date on the top of the Empire State Building and it's going to be fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and the sex will be great. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's after some serious transparency on your part and transparency on his part. Right. Option number three is that you do all of the mental head and heart work you have to do before going on this trip to 100 percent mentally code this man as a one night stand that you just met. <laughs> Um, I agree with all three of those. I think there's also a fourth option, which is that you go and you tell him that your breakup is full after the weekend. Ooh, so you go... Like, this is like a goodbye, a parting gift for both of you. Yeah. But then after sex. that, you, it's done. Yeah. Zip, did you do this like Ziploc sound? <laughs> yeah, you Ziploc it. Yeah. You throw it. In the... Into the ocean because everybody's polluting the ocean. <laughs> it's like, where's some place where I can throw it? It's not going to pollute. Yeah, no. You throw like... it in the freezer. Yeah, no, there's there's no way that a Ziploc bag does not pollute, just so everyone knows. <laughs> okay. All right, so you take your organically made cotton sack. <laughs> cotton sack. <laughs> I'm going to call somebody that as an insult. I'm like, oh my God, their personality was like an organic cotton sack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you go and say like, I will go, but after this, this relationship is done because honestly, I, Gabby, I need to move on. Yeah. You deserve to not be in this like limbo right now. You 100%. deserve to not be constantly thinking that this thing is going to turn into something that it is not turning and into. And you deserve to have sex and not be lonely and to find love, yep. but you don't necessarily need to find it where you already found it. Exactly. And left it. Right. Yeah. We hope this helps Gabby. We let us know what you end up doing. Yeah, please. Yeah. We would we love updates. <laughs> we really do. All the details too. Okay, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for writing. Thank you. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually, so I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week, and every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit, and I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says Quince. 
You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, our next letter comes from John Jordan, who is writing to us from England. Oh, Hi, guys. Just wanted to start by saying I discovered your podcast while searching for hope to get out of the pain and sadness I'm consistently feeling. It's so nice to hear others from around the world going through the same thing and knowing I'm not alone. I'm a 25-year-old gay man from England. I travel a lot for work, and I'm often in New York where I met a guy called Ben. Ben is from a different life than me. Super rich, charming, and beautiful. Me too, John. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can I get Ben's number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get can I get in that life? <laughs> we hit it off right away. I would hit it off with money and beauty too. <laughs> You're so cute. Okay. Uh 
what started off as friends turned into friends with benefits, and we got close throughout a whole year despite the distance. We would FaceTime every day, hmm. text consistently, and he even took me on vacation to his second home in Florida. I don't even have a first home. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Ben um, uh, is always upfront and honest about how this could be nothing more than, quote, friends that fuck, to me, it felt like a whole lot more. As time went on, I started to see the cracks in our friendships, and he would do things unknowingly uh, to me that would hurt me. He was sleeping around with other guys, which didn't upset me as much as when he would tell me he was taking them on dates, which broke my heart. I worked so hard to be the friend he wanted and not let my feelings ruin something that could never be a relationship due to our different lives. There had always been a friend called of Ben's called Paul that was always in the background of our friendship. Ben told me... Uh, he caught chlamydia from Paul when we first started hooking up, but told me they stopped hooking up and I believed him. In the last four months of sexual relationships, I did some digging and Ben and Paul were hanging out a lot more. Ben even took him to the same vacation that he took me on and it broke me. I did something out of anger and messaged Paul to make him aware that me and Ben had been hooking up and ultimately had been lying to me about uh, Paul. This did not go well with Ben, and I lost the person I cared about and invested so much time into temporarily. He also told me to get checked for syphilis, which I later found out he caught from his other good friend, Adam. Turns out this guy is a fucking fucking anything with a dick. <laughs> a month or two went by before I reached out. I couldn't be this sad anymore, and the guilt was eating me through. We met up and cleared the air, and over the next six months, we fell back into the same old habits. But I finally got my friend back. He would continue to tell me about his hookups and dates, and I took it for the safe sake of a friendship and did not put myself first. Paul was still in the background, but I had no right to say anything, no matter how much I cared, that the time he was investing into Paul was not with me. We continued to hook up, and he would DM me on Instagram saying I look cute or texting me things asking, are you alive, if he hadn't heard from me in a week, because I was trying to distance myself so I didn't make the same mistake as before and protect to protect my feelings. He offered me to come with his family to Christmas as I was on my own in New York due to work, but I did not attend. He said happy Valentine's Day to me whilst he didn't know I knew he spent the day with Paul. This week in May, I was in New York and Ben did not contact me. I was so taken aback and upset that I didn't reach out to him either. When I got home, I texted him to see if he was okay as he had been so distant and he told me that he had had changes in his personal life and started seeing someone. It broke me. I had to block him, but I am now grieving the loss of someone I know I had idealized but ultimately cannot believe that I have been used for a year and a half. It turns out he was dating. He is dating Paul, which makes me think that I've always been a bit on the side. I constantly check Paul's Instagram now, and he genuinely looks like a lovely guy with his shit together. I hurt Paul by messaging him the first time, and I'm gutted that I did that. I feel terrible for Paul if he realizes or not that he's being played because Ben is still on Grinder. I'm depressed. I've lost a friend that I thought I had but never actually existed. Why can't I move on? Why can't I go to New York anymore without crying? Why do I always want to message Ben? Will he ever realize how much he hurt me? Does a leopard change does a leopard change its spots? Why do I feel like it's my fault he threw away a friendship because he knew I had feelings? I'm a very caring person and only want the best for Ben and Paul, but I can't help but feel I lost someone I deeply care about, no matter how much of a douchebag he's been to me. This has damaged my mental health so badly that I can't 
I honestly don't know how anything can get better for me. I just wasn't good enough. Any advice? John, it's so obvious that your heart is hurting. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope uh, it's gotten a little better since you've written this letter. But uh, hopefully we will be able to shed some light on this. And some love and Absolutely. some tenderness. First off, uh, heartbreak hurts. I, we say this all the time, but I think, like you said, it is just comforting to hear that heartbreak hurts, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It hurts like nothing else in the world. Like nothing else. And it hurts because we put ourselves out there. We sacrifice ourselves. We, we submit. We swallow our own desires. We try to be what other people want us to be. So that they will want us, yeah. right? We just, at the end of the day, there is all always just a little child within us that wants to be loved and wants to be liked and wants to be taken care of. Yep. And your inner child, your exterior man, your personhood was not taken care of or loved by this person well. No, right? definitely not. So I want to also give you a little bit of tough love. And it's not going to be the normal type of tough love, but I'm going to say things that are really um, honest mm -hmm. and really hard to hear. Yep. And the first thing is this person, Ben, was never a true friend. Nope. This is not what I would ever describe to be a friendship. Nope. Uh, none of my friendships right now, the ones that I think are um, worth keeping, cultivating in my life, that, that bring me joy and respect and a mutual understanding— None of my friendships look like this, yep. nor have they ever. And it, I'm not against friends with benefits. And I am not even, I, I'm, I think that friends with benefits can turn into relationships. And I think friends with benefits can turn back into friendships. Mm -hmm. I, I know that those things can happen. But this, you are breaking your heart again, repeatedly, by mourning the loss of a friendship that you yourself tell us never really was there. Mm-hmm. But don't lie to yourself and tell you tell yourself and tell Paul and Ben that you miss their friendship when that's not what you're mourning right now. Right. You're not missing your, their friendship. You're sad because this person didn't choose you. And that is enough to be sad about. Absolutely. You don't have to be you don't have to coat this in niceties and say, oh, well, I lost a friend. I, I wish them well. Like, they both seem really nice. I, like, I wish they were better friends. Yeah. No, fuck that. You wish that they were better people. You were romantically interested in this person. Mm -hmm. And that can be enough. You don't need to swallow your needs anymore and yeah. coat this as a lost friendship. It's not. No. This was a shitty friendship to begin with, right? No, absolutely. This wasn't a friendship. This is a non-monogamous, open relationship. Yeah, for sure. And I, would, I will say to you... Um, I might be wrong in that. I don't. Yeah. I, I might be wrong in that simply because people can label their relationships and friendships however the fuck they want. Sure. But what I'm saying is you're you're you seem very defensive of the loss of this friendship. And I'm going to say what friendship. Right. What did this friend bring you? Yep. Other than the feelings that you caught, which were warranted. Absolutely. Which was and also like this this shadow again of the relationship that you actually wanted to have with this with Ben, right? Like you're not mourning the friendship. You are mourning the relationship that never actually happened. And the one you wanted, right? right? And that's, and that's a fine thing to mourn, right? Like we can mourn the things that we had built up in our head that didn't happen. Like that's a totally normal thing to do. We're not trying to say that you don't have the right to feel bad about it, 
But the more that you pretend like you've lost something that was so great and so perfect and and you had this great friendship with this person, the harder it's going to be because you know in your head that that's not true. Mm -hmm. You know in your head that that was not a good relationship, that he was never actually a good friend to you, and that what you really wanted was a relationship with him and you didn't get that. And and what sucks about that is that it took like the course of a year for that not relationship to never start, mm, right? Dang. And that is what is dang. like so hard about this. Um, and that's what, and I think that is what makes it hurt all that much more because yeah. like it can, if you ask someone out on a date and they say no and then you never see them again, you can be like, well, I'm sad that I didn't get to construct the life that I wanted with that person, but like at least... I know. But when you're in a non-relationship relationship with someone for a year, it's just like you are getting up towards something that's never going to happen. And you you spent a lot of time and energy putting into that, too. Yeah. Which is like so hard to to think about as well. So like mourn it like you can feel bad about this. You can feel this like a breakup. Absolutely. Right. Like and 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 here's a little bit more of my tough love emphasis on the love. Yep. Um, you will find no joy and healing looking at them on Instagram yep. or hanging out with them. Yep. So you need to write. I, I, this is a hard and fast. I have no other advice outside of block them. Yeah, for sure. You block both of them immediately. <laughs> block them both. You need to put a friction between you seeing their happiness right loud and clear i don't know who out there in the universe needs to hear this but there is only more pain if you go and look at what you lost absolutely there is only you will only find more suffering there yep and say that say that to yourself out loud john say i will only hurt myself more if i continue to look and to be a part of their lives yep period yep absolutely (laughs) there is there is so much self-abuse we give ourselves by Mm -hmm. continually returning back to places and spaces and people that hurt us absolutely so just block 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 block. and i also want to say do you know how many people live in new york city my love (laughs) that one man that one couple does not own that city no they don't you are not going to let that couple paint an entire one of the best cities in the world you're not going to let them paint that whole city whatever the fucking color their relationship is right absolutely that city is yours to explore to be a part of to thrive in professionally and romantically and personally yep. oh my god the food there come on the drag scene come on <laughs> like there are so many things that you can do there outside of dedicating the whole city to this person mm-hmm. so i just the two things that i'm hard and fast on is new york isn't his it's yours to yep. explore yep and do not return to what has hurt you. Absolutely. Block those people. It's not life is too short to get wrapped up in the fake niceties of fake friendships. Yep. Right. And I'm not saying that you are. Let me clarify. I, I totally agree with what I said, but I want to say it a little nicer. <laughs> One, you are obviously a very nice, caring person. Absolutely. And the friendship you were giving was real. And the friendship that you felt from that person might have been real, too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I Sam and I are. are we're saying a lot about how there's not a real friendship here. And I stand by that. But I do want to say, like, in the moment, what you were trying to keep was good. Yep. Your intentions were good. But right now, there's no future in that friendship. Right. Because 
what do you like? Do you really want to be friends with this couple? Mm-hmm. Right. That's the real question. Right. I, we spend so much of our time trying to avoid being, quote unquote, rude or not selfish or or trying to maintain the face of friendliness when like that yep. isn't as important as your own self wellness and joy and boundaries. Absolutely. Right. I just feel like we abandon ourselves so quickly. Absolutely. And for I, the sake of niceties. Yeah, for sure. And I also want to say, John, another sort of tough love thing <laughs> is that we're we're tough loving all over you. Emphasis major on the love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we're gonna I'm gonna circle back a little later to give some more affirmation. But I just wanna say this is that like you deserve to take up some fucking space. Yeah. And you are not taking up any right now. And I just want to empower you to say, like, you get to ask for what you want in relationships. And when people don't give them to you, you get to leave them, right? Yes. Even you if you get face, to leave right? them. <laughs> Dude, know what you want and ask for it. And when yes. people aren't able to give it to you, walk away. Because yeah. this was a year of your life that you spent trying to make something out of something that you knew wasn't enough to make it something. And that is sucks it Ooh, sucks a lot <laughs> and i and i feel for you and i feel your pain and i i 100 percent. i just want to like give you a hug and buy you a mimosa and like take you to drag brunch. i want to meet you in new york oh absolutely but i also want to say like stop it yeah like don't do this take up space say no to people don't just settle for shit that you don't want like yes ben i'm sure is amazing because he's rich and beautiful but like <laughs> But he is not worth you erasing yourself and your desires every single day for a year. He is not worth that. You are worth more than that. So stop it. Yep. Sorry. No, there's a lot of love in that. I I felt very empowered. Oh, good. Um, Yeah. I think that I just I think we want to end on that. The pseudo friendship that is built on the toxicity of your suit, like the future of this friendship with this couple yep. built on the history of the toxic pseudo friendship with Ben yep. is not worth pretending like it's not worth that faux nicety we do yep. to not put conflict out in the world. But guess what? There is no true growth or true happiness without conflict. Yep. That doesn't make you a bad person. No. That doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you needy. That just means you have more space in your life for happy, healthy, whole relationships that actually text you the fuck back. That's right. <laughs> healthy, whole relationships that you deserve. Yeah. Because you are a great person, John. We love you. Thanks for writing. Thank you. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, our third and final letter comes from Paige Nugent, who's writing from Australia. 
Hi. I fucking I, love all of our Aussie listeners. I we know, have right? so many Australian listeners. It's great. This has I mean, been like, like a... we love all of our listeners equally, truly. Uh, but Sam and I have big dreams about touring one day. <laughs> I just really want to go to Australia. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'd like to start by saying I'm a recent fan that came across you guys during a, this period of heartbreak. I love that you call intentional work heart work because that is what I'm trying to do right now. But I am struggling. I was with my ex-boyfriend for a year. We had a beautiful relationship, but it had some hurdles. A month into us dating, he found out he'd gotten a one-night stand pregnant. Although we consistently dated through this period, we had some small off times apart, but always came back to one another. We went all in just before the baby came, and things were great between us. Recently, things became ugly between the mom and him regarding custody and the decision-making of how their child should be raised, something she isn't involving him in and isn't giving him a great deal of custody. And it took a toll on my ex-boyfriend. He became withdrawn, and I became unhappy as I didn't feel he cared anymore. I remained supportive and always tried to offer advice. I tried to talk to him about our relationship, and he made an effort for a period, and then he had another week of being withdrawn, and I asked him for a break. After talking to him and realizing how deep-rooted the feelings were and how what he described he was feeling was depression, something I am no expert on but personally suffer from, I realized a break wasn't going to cut it and maybe we needed to break up. He agreed and he said he didn't know how he felt and didn't know if he loved me anymore. Although I asked for the break, I am deeply, deeply struggling with the idea someone I love gave so much to and missed deeply doesn't love me anymore. I thought after what we had been through, regardless of the outcome, there would always be love and respect between us. I'm currently in the phase of bargaining in the process of the breakup and just want him back, but keep feeling sad and anxious when he doesn't miss me because he doesn't love me anymore. And I break my heart over and over again. I I feel even though it has only been a week and a half, I am becoming a bit obsessive and I can't stop spiraling with my thoughts. I can't stop thinking about how we slept together. And four days later, he says he doesn't know if he loves me anymore. He claimed to not have had that thought process when we slept together, but how can someone's feelings change so swiftly? How do you stop loving someone who became such a support system for you? I feel as though I can't fall out of love and some- with someone, so it makes me think he never did. Or am I ignoring logic and that is some that and that is that someone who is depressed, who is unhappy, is simply incapable of feeling joy at the moment? I need some clarity and I need some help and I truly miss or I truly hope that you guys can help me. Thank you, Paige. Paige, thank you so much. I'm sorry that you are going through heartbreak. Yeah, God. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love that you said that you were in the bargaining stage. I mean, I don't love that because it triggers me to think about every other time that I was like, no, please stay with me, even yeah, though right. you're awful. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's, it's like the stages of grief, and mm-hmm. uh, that's so real. Uh, I want to say that we chose this letter because I found something you said particularly striking. And I think it's particularly striking because it is so obviously said through the haze of hurt and heartbreak Mm -hmm. when we cannot always see clearly and we cannot always advocate for ourselves clearly when we think that um, all of the good is held in the hands of the other person. Right. And that is, the thing that stuck out to me in this letter is when you said that you feel like you're afraid that people, you believe that people don't fall out of love, that you love people forever once you love them. 
and that that's making you doubt that he ever loved you to begin with. And Paige, let me tell you, there is nothing but a world in her, of hurt and falsities. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Falsehoods. Falsities. <laughs> Niceties, falsities. Come that's on. <laughs> uh, there is nothing but a world of hurt in that in that world of thinking. Um, and I'm not going to say that you're wrong because everybody is entitled to their own opinion. But I will go as far as to say that I think that is a lie that you're telling yourself to hurt yourself more. Yep. Nobody wants to hurt more in heartbreak, but everybody wants the world to make sense. Yep. Everybody wants, like, the person that you sleep with to love you four days later. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to feel secure in the fact that when I say I love you, that means I will love you forever. But that is just not the way that humans work. Right. So if you continue to operate, move through the world under this world of thought, uh, if you continue to move through the world thinking that the people who love you now are going to love you forever— um, that the that everything in the world is going to make sense. It's going to lead to a lot of heartbreak, and I and I don't want you to hurt more, Paige. Yep. That's why I'm saying this is because I don't want you to hurt more. Breakups are hard enough. They are. Parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. What you were a part of at like being um, an extra uh, cook in that kitchen of two. Not that you you were taking up the perfect amount of space. You were doing everything right. Like you did nothing wrong staying with the person who was having a baby. There's nothing right. wrong there. Yep. But that's a complicated situation. It's stressful. I'm I'm sure that your boyfriend wasn't planning on becoming a parent Mm -hmm. the year that he decided to date you. And and he might be going through his own wave of uh, depression, as you said. But the unfortunate truth is that people change all the time. They do. And that people can 100% fall in and out of love. Or more importantly, like maybe he does love you forever. Maybe he will always carry you in his heart, but he cannot give you what he he knows that you need right now. Yep, absolutely. And I think understanding that people can change and then also understanding that you can't force people to change either is like, those are the two big things I think in heartbreak is like, you can't get him to say that he loved you. Like Mm -hmm. you can't get him to continue to love you. You can't get him to not be depressed. You can't get him to not want to be part of this breakup, right? right? Like you have no control over anything that he does, anything that he feels, anything. The only thing that you can control is your response to that. And at this point, it doesn't really even matter. Like, it doesn't matter if he still loves you. It doesn't matter if he loved you at all, right? Like, you, all that matters right now is that you are dealing with a heartbreak and that you need to take care of yourself and move towards what you envision as your future and what your goals are, right? Like, part of the breaking up process is beginning that disentanglement from from the other person's thoughts and feelings, right? And yeah. and they at this point you're broken up. They don't matter. You are no longer responsible for what he's thinking or feeling. Right. And that's hard and, to say and that's sad and it hurts like heck when you have to do it. I just said heck. Who says heck? <laughs> <laughs> Let me jump on that. <laughs> The other thing that is true now, Paige, is that the way he feels about you no longer um, informs who you are or your worthiness or your merit as a human being. Well, it never did, but even well, more so. That That's eventually what I wanted to get to is that, like, I think we are very much raised and conditioned to believe that the people who love us define us. Right. Yep. And that's just not true. Yep. I do want to take a moment, though, and just take a deep breath and... 
remember what it's like to sit in that heartbreak, Mm -hmm. that heartbreak specifically in which you are so willing to swallow yourself or crawl back to the things that you know are unsafe for you. Yep. And more importantly, and more topically, the heartbreak in which you didn't want any of it. You yeah. you love that person and you don't want them to leave. Like, yep. I think I get chills just thinking about that or I get a little bit more choked up just thinking like there is a specific beast of heartbreak, the type that that you love someone wholly and they just can't love you back. Mm-hmm. And Paige... We're giving you this stern talking to because we love you and we believe that discomfort is where good growth happens. Mm -hmm. But we also recognize that you are in one of the most painful life experiences in the world right now. Um, And that we're giving you this stern talking to. We're saying the way he feels about you doesn't matter because we know that there is no future in those emotions right now. Yep. There's no future in how your ex-boyfriend feels about you. For There's sure. future in healing, in doing the head and heart work, in being patient and kind with yourself, yep. with allowing yourself to be hurt, but also allowing yourself to move forward. And and none of that happens if if you stay questioning all of the things that you could do or didn't do, or if you, if you stay trying to make this make sense. Mm-hmm. It's never going to make sense. Yep. It's never going to make sense. Never. And maybe you can find comfort in that. Like I I have found great healing in 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 pausing for a moment and just saying like dang, like I cannot believe I love that person for so long. I cannot believe I let them treat me like that. I can't believe I did that to them. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I loved them so poorly and let them get away. I cannot believe they fell out of love with me. That hurts me. And my ego and my soul and my heart so much to feel rejected by them. But if I look to that pain to make sense, it, it's never going to click. It's ne- there's never there's never going to be closure in it. There's not going to be sense. It's just pain. Yep, for sure. And that is unfortunately the human experience. Yeah, definitely. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. <laughs> we were like, ooh, what a bleak picture that no, we. No, but it's true. Um, and let's. Let's do a little upswing page. You're in it right now. You're in the hurt. You're in the battlefield. Yep. You're you're feeling all these conflicting things because all we want, like, all I'm ready for Sam to get a divorce or me to go through a breakup, <laughs> like on air, and then we we spew all of the things back at ourselves. Oh, where, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I have crawled back to people that I know didn't want me. Mm-hmm. I have begged people to stay with me. For sure. Right. Even when I knew that this was that I was. That my relationship was never going to be the same. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And that's the fucking most vulnerable vulnerable shit ever. Yeah, no. But, I think about, like, what if Peter and I got a divorce and I, like, then have to tell all of our listeners? Oh, my God, I'm traumatized. That, like, <laughs> I traumatized at the thought of that. I know, right? And then, like, so you know all of this bullshit I've been spewing yeah, for yeah, the yeah, past, yeah, yeah. like, 170 episodes? I just episodes. want closure. <laughs> I want it to make sense. Right? And I'll just, like, replay all of our episodes. And that's the thing, though, is that, like... No matter how much heart, head and heart work that you do before these awful traumatic things happen to you, in the moments of those trauma, like, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt, like, a fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> like fuck. I don't know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like, true. No, but, like, no matter how prepared you can be for, oh, okay, so when people break up, like, this is what they start to think, and, like, here's what I need to do in order to start, like, all of that gets thrown out the window it's the second. It's still shocking that, and like, painful. <laughs> yeah. We're just here to... Again, I've always described it as like a 
like a race that we are not going to run the race for you. We're not even going to do the path for you. We're just going to stand on the sidelines, like shouting encouragement, yep. maybe pushing you back on the right direction. If we mm-hmm. can't, if you run into us blindly <laughs> <laughs> or if you're not moving at all, we'll like sit next to you on the side of the race and, and coax you back into the, into the playing field because you, you deserve love. You yeah. deserve relationships. For you sure. deserve to feel good about yourself. You deserve to heal and move on. And this relationship is over but that does not define you. This relationship right. is over, but that does not even define the relationship or mm, your quality mm-hmm. of love. Yep. Right? This relationship is over and that sucks, period. Yep. But you are a valuable, creative, unique human being capable of loving, so worthy of being loved in return. Yep. And we're just here to witness you in this very human moment. Absolutely. We hope this helps. Thanks, Paige. We, we love, love you. you. All right, that wraps up this episode. But first, we have the blind date segment of the show. Every episode, we want to shout out something that we want to send you home with. This week, we want to set you up with... It's a book called The Luminaries. The Luminaries. Yeah, it's by um, Eleanor Catton. It is about uh, the gold rush in New Zealand. And there's like a... (laughs) No, it's... That sounds dorkier than it is, okay. but it's like a it's like a murder mystery, basically um, written like very well written. But each of the characters, the 12 main characters in it represent a different astrological sign. <gasps> and so they have like different ways of interacting with people and like different ways of like interpreting this mystery that happens. Ooh, fun. Um, it's very, very well written. It's like one of the most well written books I've ever read. Um it's like super engaging and it is a like it's a good murder mystery too. Mm. Like it's fun, fun to read. Um and so I just thought that our readers or our listeners might like it too. Giddy up. Yeah, I love so that. That's uh it's called The Luminaries. It's by Eleanor Catton. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a kitten joke the entire time you were talking and I couldn't. Catton, come on. You Catten, can't, kitten. You bet you gotta be kitting me. Ah, there it is. Okay, go. That was a good one. I'm so glad that we spent all that time thinking of it. <laughs> all right, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise and tickets to our live show, which is going to be held in Minneapolis on Saturday, July 27th. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review. Please do it in celebration of our one-year anniversary. If you've been listening for a week for two months, for for the whole year. If you've been here the whole year, please, 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 please go hit the subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating and review. Absolutely. Uh, and you can also support us on Patreon. If you support us for $5 a month on Patreon, you get an additional bonus weekly episode. $5 a month for an additional weekly episode at patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. This helps us keep the lights on and it helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Original music, recording, editing, and producing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast. And remember, true growth happens in discomfort. Sometime this week, I want you to ask yourself, is this what I really want? Or am I choosing this option to avoid a level of discomfort that makes me scared? So often we swallow our own desires or we lie or we hide ourselves 
to avoid the small amount of discomfort that we would have to lean into to be our true and most authentic selves. But I promise you that that leaning, that discomfort is worth the growth that you will experience. Life is worth living authentically. And we believe in you at Just Break Up. And if all else fails, just break up. (laughs) 